Hey. Brandon. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Yes. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Writer's Block. Jake, what are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about cookbooks. Ooh. Well, settle in. It's going to be good. It right? is going to be good. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be good. Yes. My name is Brandon Morehouse. And I'm Jake Flukiger. Oh, and this is the Writer's Block. Jake, well, let's hold on. Before we do anything else, we had a, a lot of overseas listeners. Oh, good. So, yeah. 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 So tomorrow is the an American United, I shouldn't say American, I should say United States holiday, um, Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's a big holiday full of lots of food. It's like the food Super Bowl. Like, it's a big not every, deal. Not everybody knows what the Super Bowl is. It's like the American version of the biggest feast you could ever imagine. Like, there's just food, right? Like, that's all it is. It's just food. It's like the World Cup of food. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Very good. Thank like you. Thank you. Good thinking. <laughs> We're, I'm working on it. I'm working you know? on it. I'm working on it. How's your How's your week been, Jake? Um, my week has been decent, actually. Um, I got to finish work off for the week yesterday. Nice. It's kind of nice to be uh, on a school schedule, and so I have the rest of the week off, which is oh. pretty marvelous. Nice, nice. What about you, Brandon? Um, it's. You know, this week's been a lot better than last week. Last week, I was a little, about this time, I was kind of burnt out. Like, I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm over this week. I And I knew it. Thankfully, everyone kind of stepped in last week and really stepped up their game and helped through the show. I appreciate that. But today, I kind of had, so I work for a university, right? Yes. And, and we get free classes. For school, okay. So get free college classes. So I'm thinking, That's pretty awesome. I'm thinking about going back to college and getting my master's, probably in writing or communication or something like that. But I'm wondering. All right, if, that sounds great. I'm wondering if that pauses my requirement for my student loan payments, and then because I work for a university, they have this thing called public service uh, loan forgiveness, where if you work for a university or a nonprofit or what have you, uh, after 10 years, they wipe your student loans. I'm already Which four is years. incredible. Yeah, I'm already four years into it, and I didn't even realize it. And I was like, oh, wait. Okay. If I time this right, I might be able to get my master's with and wipe out all my loans within six years. Which would be absolutely incredible. Incredible, right? So, yeah. Incredible. So is that what you're going to do? Uh, I don't know yet. I got to do some research on that because it sounds too good to be true. Well, sometimes good things happen to good people. God damn, I knew and sometimes it. good things happen to bad people. You know, and I'm, sometimes I'm, bad I'm, things happen. I'm just going to go get sick because I knew you were going to say that. You did not. Yes, I did. I absolutely <laughs> knew you were going to say that. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Whatever. Um, yeah, so... If you'd like to join in on the conversation, go ahead and hit that mic in the bottom left corner of your phone. Uh, Jake, what should they be doing if they're listening back to us? Well, definitely, if you are joining us and want to re-listen to the podcast, 
you should uh, be running over to podbean.com and giving us a like. Yeah. And a follow. And a follow. And giving us comments. Yeah. We're building a community over there. We've actually – we actually had – I reached out to Jay today because we had somebody reach out to us about questions for the Tomorrow yeah. Night show. And then we had somebody else that was interested in the show. So kudos to Jake for picking out this topic. I did? <laughs> no, you didn't. I was just setting you up. <laughs> I was going to say I did not pick out this topic. I totally picked out this topic. <laughs> I, this is, yeah, this is, I am not the mastermind behind this. This is all branded. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. Before we go any further, we have to do our off topic topic. Okay. Let's do our off topic topic. To hit Jake with the topic. Now, Jake, I did a, I did an author's panel last week. Okay. And they gave me this cute little book. It's just a notebook where I can write my ideas and stuff in it next to my Next to my chair that I sit in. Now, okay. I've started writing when I come up with an idea for an off-topic topic. I've been writing them down. Oh, Brandon. So, yeah, I've got like six in here already. That's amazing. So we'll be going through them all eventually, but it's a pretty thick book. Okay. So for this now, week. <laughs> hold on. Before you even start, everybody just needs to know that Brandon has this super comfy armchair. And that's what he's talking about when he says he's putting this this notebook by his chair. I love my comfy chair. And he sits in the chair when we do this show. And that's that's what he's talking about. Yes. Just so everybody's on the same page. It's not like a lazy boy. It's like an actual chair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so because tomorrow's Thanksgiving and I need an answer. And everybody else can answer. Just answer in the comments, too. Okay. A lot of food tomorrow, right? Lots of lots of food. Okay. Lots of food. Okay. You get one Thanksgiving food, and that's it. What is it? Ooh, and that this, is a this, good. This question. goes for dessert as well. Okay. If I only get one Thanksgiving food, uh-huh. then I am definitely going for green bean casserole. I'm sorry. What? Green bean casserole is the one you pick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's totally my pick. Okay. What about you? What were you going to pick? <laughs> I'm torn between two things, either deviled eggs. Okay. Or uh, ham balls. You have a weird Thanksgiving. You just said you'd pick fucking green bean casserole. I don't need judgment from you. I, you definitely need judgment no. from me because I don't even know what that second one is. You don't know what a handball is? It's basically like ham and bacon and beef mixed into a meatball form. Okay. I could get behind that. Glazed with barbecue sauce. Okay. It's delicious. It's totally a Midwestern thing. Like, it is obviously a mis- Midwestern absolutely thing. Absolutely. I have Midwestern never thing, heard of it. But it's fucking good. It's fucking good. As long as it's good, we will take that. But if I had to pick, oh my God. if I had to pick one or the other, yeah, I'm <sighs> I gotta go deviled eggs. I mean, okay, okay, yeah. And that's another thing that we just don't have for Thanksgiving. I, I can't. I just can't. I, d- I don't even know anybody that has that for Thanksgiving. What? I have a that's fr- an, that's like what you have for Easter. No, I mean, yeah, you have them for Easter as well. Oh my word! 
What? Don't, the divide oh my between word, us. That's like saying I can't. I just the the divide between us just got so much deeper. Well, one of us has class and <laughs> the other one doesn't. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'll let the audience decide which one has which. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Jeez. Let's get on with the topic. I don't want to bore people too much. So, James. Yes. Cookbooks. Brandon, yes. can I ask you a quick question? What the hell? Oh my god, I didn't even approve you. Jake must have approved you. <laughs> I did. Jesus. <laughs> get the hell out of me. <laughs> yes, Em, you can ask away. <laughs> Are handballs anything like mountain oysters? Oh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'd have to look that one up. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. He does it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> They are nothing. They are nothing like Rocky Mountain oysters. Oh, Rocky Mountain oysters, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna let him look this one up. I'm signing out now. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That would they be an interesting Thanksgiving tradition. No. Anyways, Jake. Yes. Cookbooks. Let's talk cookbooks. Okay. Okay. Do you have any questions to start off with? Let's start with the basics because this is a it's a it's a pretty this one when Jake and I talked about it it was a little bit tougher to I mean we went with the theme because tomorrow's Thanksgiving and food and books and we're we're writing in general right yeah so totally this is a little bit different because you're not really necessarily writing a story correct wrong oh we're not okay Jake. Fill me in on that yes. one. Okay, so here's the thing. There are classic cookbooks. Okay. And classic cookbooks, they go through and they give you recipes and they give you the how-tos. And sometimes they'll have tips and tricks on the page. And that's kind of it. It's really cut and dry. Okay. So um, there are also cookbooks, though, that are more of a memoir. Oh, really? Okay. That you go through and you actually have are telling a story or some part of your life or a theme from your life. And that's kind of where you have to start with a cookbook is you have to come up with a theme because kind of gone are the days where it's just a cookbook that has everything in it. Nowadays, most publishers, at least, want cookbooks that have some sort of story to tell. So, like, they need to be, like you said, like a theme. Like, you don't want to just have any recipe in there. You want to, like, these are for desserts, and these are, like, your healthy living desserts, and these are your gluten-free desserts. And Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. Um, and the thing with that is, is, like, there are so many, you know... Um, ways to prepare food now, specific things for diets, um, all of that. And narrowing it down to really kind of capture a specific audience is a really big thing. Okay. So what is... What is... I mean, what's the, the general one? Like if there's like the basics... What's, so an, what's a good example of that? 
there's general cookbooks and stuff, and you have some really classic ones that a lot of people know. Um, there's the Joy of Cooking, which is kind of a 1970s classic. You have things like um, Julia Child's book, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. Um, yeah. There's there's like the Betty Crocker cookbook. And all of these cookbooks will go through and they go through appetizers and breads and desserts and cakes and dinners and meats and fish. And they have all these different sections um, to help you cook just about anything you could think of. Okay. Now, with that being said, because you brought up a, a different entrees right you have your entrees you have desserts you have your appetizers blah 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 can you just throw them in in any order or should they go in a specific order okay so that that comes to a whole new topic um I, which is it, how you, you want to lay out your cookbook. lay you laid it out there for me so i had to take it like <laughs> it's, it's all good it's all good um so the layout of your cookbook is really kind of defined by your theme once again. Okay. And so we have to go back to theme and we have to talk about what that theme is. Okay. Because, you know, for like a keto diet cookbook, you're not necessarily going to have the same categories as you would for a general cookbook. Okay. Um, and so it kind of changes the dynamic of what you're doing within the pages. But there should be a flow to it, right? You just don't. There, there should be a flow. Yeah, okay. You don't toss in recipes left and right and hope for the best. Yeah, it's not like you're cooking something. Just throwing stuff in left and right. But that's what you do. I mean, that's what you do when you cook, right? You just throw stuff in and hope for the best? Well. No? Okay. Yes. I mean, <laughs> within reason. Oh, okay. Depends on the cook. Um <laughs> So there's there's another piece to that puzzle. Another, yeah, we're going to talk about so many pieces of the puzzle. Okay. Um, there is a big difference between cookbooks of yesteryear, so to speak, and cookbooks of today. Now, for instance, there are a lot of celebrity chefs. Right. out there right um especially with you know reality tv and everything there are chefs that have become buku famous worldwide right to to the everyday person right and so you know i used to i was kind of that dorky kid that got up on saturday mornings and would watch no like cartoons in the morning okay but after the cartoons there were cooking shows on like public television, I, and I would sit down and watch those. Were you watching Julia Child? I. <laughs> um, you were. The you, you were. Were you? I. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you are full of shit. That you absolutely were. I. I don't know what you're talking about. Like I like the old burly woman. Love it. The the barefoot Contessa and and all sorts of things. Mm. Um, sure. And a lot of these chefs have cookbooks that 
tell more of a story. Okay. And so instead of being in a specific order necessarily, a lot of theirs are done through, again, through like a memoir style book where you go in and you end up with them telling you about their grandma back in, you know, Sicily who made this specific dish and then it progresses forward with the story and you end up with the, you know, the aunt or the family got together and they had this meal and this meal and this meal. Um, and so it's not necessarily set up in a standard flow that you'd see in a lot of other cookbooks. Right. Okay. Now, a lot of those celebrity chefs have enough notoriety that they can kind of get away with that. Right. I wouldn't suggest that for the average person that wants to come up with a cookbook. Okay. Um, for those people, I would say absolutely have a flow, have sections, have recipes that go together. Don't just toss everything in. Right. Okay. I have a question, but it can wait. It's going to have to wait. Okay. Because it's going to be more towards the end. Okay. Hopefully, that's fine. hopefully I remember it. <laughs> okay. So your story tells a book. Or <laughs> wow. Wow. Your, oh my your, gosh. <laughs> your, your book tells a story. That's that's like the beginning of a joke. Like your story tells a book. I mean your story walks into a bar. Your story walks into a bar and grabs a book <laughs> off the shelf. Wow. Anyways, uh, anyways, moving on. So it needs to tell. It needs to have a good flow to it. it. Needs to tell a little bit of a story. Now, let's talk the contents of the the, the book. Right? Should, yeah. Should they be having pictures in there? Because I've seen some more older ones that don't have pictures of a food. Right? The final yeah. the final product. Um, and how do you feel about those? You know, I, I, our society now is very visual. Um, I think a lot, I think it's nice to see, but. All right, here's, the, here's I, I have a better feelings on that because, yes, it's nice to see what the product is supposed to look like at the end because you don't want to have to, like, wonder, right? That's what's supposed to look like. But having that expectation that it's probably not going to look like that, it's not going to look exactly the same. Okay, so here's here's the thing. What would your preference be? Would you rather have pictures or no pictures? I would rather have pictures. Likewise. Okay. Here is my biggest beef is when they don't have a picture of every single recipe. <laughs> and I know that's so childish of me, but it's the same thing when I go to a restaurant and they only have pictures of certain dishes. Well... Okay. Restaurants shouldn't have a picture of their food on their menu. That's. But I like it when they do, because <laughs> then I can see what I'm getting. I know, but they shouldn't. That's always a red. Well, that's a red flag, right? Anyways. Yes. That's a whole nother <laughs> that, co topic that, for that's a whole me nother. throwing my restaurant knowledge around like no one's gonna ever. No. No. Okay. So. <laughs> That's me. I like it when cookbooks have a picture of every single dish. 
because it makes it so much better for me at least to be able to see the finished product see what kind of i'm aiming for right um to kind of make sure that i know again what i'm getting myself into right so in that as as an author that's writing this or making this book right yeah they should be obviously perfecting the recipes which is okay so that's a whole whole thing i was i was leading into when they make the 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 pictures should all have a similar look to them right like you don't want them to have this like crazy every single one of them has a crazy different background you do want to have a very there so there's a flow to the pictures as well right yeah Okay. Again, you want to kind of follow that theme. You right. want to follow a color palette. You want to follow um, along so that everything meshes well together. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to point that out, but go ahead. Well, you bring up an interesting point, and that is the fact that you absolutely need to test your recipes. <laughs> Jeez. Please, please, please do not go into writing a cookbook and put a ton of recipes in there with out testing them first please (laughs) (laughs) you have that like sound of just do it just it's gonna suck no i and they need to be exact measurements on whatever you're making right and then you're gonna have to when you finalize that recipe you have to take a picture of the product (laughs) yes and (laughs) And make sure things, you know, presentation goes a long way. Don't just toss them on a plate and hope for the best. Like, really think through what it what it is going to look like at the end. Right. And here's the thing. If you are doing a professional-level cookbook, hire a professional-level photographer. That's what I was just going to say. Yes. Do not take pictures with your iPhone and think it's going to cut it. Well, there's some pretty good pictures with iPhone if you know how to use it can do it if if you know how to use it and if you have the right lighting and everything else right but again then you have to have a photographer's eye and just because you're writing a cookbook doesn't mean you can take pictures right right so we just need to be careful of that yes now here's a secret we said it in the last episode jake and i are writing a cookbook now, Brandon, would you like to tell our wonderful audience what book we are writing? <laughs> I had this brilliant idea of Jake and I doing a cookbook because he likes to cook and bake and all that stuff, and I like to eat. Um, and <laughs> you I, like to cook and bake, too? Give me a break. I do. But I like to try unique things, so I've been finding these like recipes and stuff that are old, weird foods that they don't cook anymore. That people just don't do anymore, and I want to make a cookbook out of those. <laughs> Let's. Here's the thing, though. Let's be really honest. These recipes are disgusting. They're horrific. I think it'd be funny though. Like, here's your horrific food recipe book. It would totally be like a gag book. It's a like gag you'd book. You'd find it on the Barnes and Noble like sales rack yeah. for clearance. Like basically anything in gelatin from the seventies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gelatin is made um, out of gelatin's made out of bones. That's what it is. Like, yep, gross. Yep. And so, uh, 
Yeah. Being as Utah is the jello eating capital of the world. Of course it is. Where I'm from. Um, I've had all sorts of things in jello. I'm sure there'll be jello tomorrow and I'll say something because my mouth gets ahead of me before my brain. Um, like, no, I don't feel like having animal bone. I'm good. And my mom will be like, that's not what it's made out of. Absolutely it is, mom. What do you, anyways. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> so we've talked about the pictures. We've talked about the layout. What's the next thing that you, uh, as, as an independent author, chef, whatever? Yeah. Uh, so what's the next thing they should uh, the person should be doing? Here's the thing. These recipes that you are using have to come from your kitchen and your own design. Okay. Now, if they do not, you have to give credit to where you got them from. Okay. Now, for a lot of people, that's like, this is from the kitchen of grandma so-and-so. And you can m make it, um, you, can, you can put that, but if you get the recipe from a specific, like let's say another cookbook, you need to reference that that's where you got it. So what if you got, you received the original recipe from Betty Crocker, right? Okay. And, and you've tweaked it. It's not the same recipe. Do you need to, you've tweaked it enough to where it's your own recipe now. Do you need to give that reference? So you still need to give the reference, but you can say inspired by. Oh, okay. So the wording is kind of a big deal because you obviously don't want to plagiarize. And it's not – with cookbooks, it's not like you can do copyright stuff the same way that you can do copyright with a standard book. Um, there's it's, – it's a difference. Which, and so, which we did find an article for this week about copywriting your recipes and stuff like that. So that will be on the um, – Twitterverse later this week. Very nice. Yep. Love it. Go ahead. Um, no, no, no. You're good. And so the the thing is, is if you can go into the kitchen and say, I have an idea for a dish or I have an idea for a dessert and you can t put together the recipe, mm -hmm. that recipe is yours and you can claim it in your cookbook as your own. Okay. So, so where one of like go ahead sorry one one of um one of my very favorite uh cookbooks right now is called Cake um by Courtney and it is this massive volume it's over 400 pages with just hundreds and hundreds of photos and it's beautifully laid out and it is one where Courtney has come up with all of these cake recipes and all of these fantastic buttercreams and compotes and sauces and everything else. And it's, it's just a joy for me who loves to bake cakes. 
because this is a recipe book of all her recipes that she uses in her cakes. Okay. And her cakes are to die for. Well, that seems a bit extreme, but okay. Um, <laughs> all right, I don't know, fine. I don't know fine. if I would die for a cake, but... It's a little bit of a Texas exaggeration. Okay, well, we'll just leave that one alone. Moving on. Wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Where does do, – do you put the – because it's a, a cookbook or recipe book. There, it's not laid out the same as like a traditional book. Do no. you put the reference for that one on the page with the recipe or like towards the end or where do you put that? Uh, sorry, put what? The like inspired by or what have you. Oh. Um, so you, you put that on the page with the recipe. On the page with the recipe, like at the bottom, yeah. asterisk or whatever. Like at the bottom with an asterisk, um, and just, you know, make sure that you have that reference in there if you've taken the recipe from something else. Now, if you have been inspired by a recipe and you totally tweak the idea and it's totally knocked on its head and it's yours, just say it's yours. Okay. No big deal. Okay. Cool. Because there's only so many ways that you can make mac and cheese. Like That's, mac and cheese is not an original recipe. But it's it's common enough now, right? That do you need to reference it? Because it's it's very common. I don't, and that's what I'm saying, is I don't think you need to reference if you have a recipe for mac and cheese. Right, okay. Because everybody knows the basics of mac and cheese. It doesn't differ that much. But if you have different blends of cheese and the different amounts and, you know, I like to specifically use this type of noodle or something like that, all of those make it your recipe. Have you ever had macaroni cheese pizza? Macaroni cheese pizza? Yeah. Um, I have not, but I would totally try it. It's fucking delicious. Let me just say that. It's fucking good. It's just now basically macaroni on top of pizza i i would totally smash that yeah anyways um brandon <laughs> for instance on the macaroni front yeah there's somebody I'm... in your life who has an amazing macaroni recipe right my mom oh my god we were just talking about this i didn't even oh her recipe her macaroni recipe is delicious i don't know how she does it i've yet to figure that one out now Here's something that a lot of people do, and being as we have the holidays coming up, um, whatever holiday you celebrate, if there is gift giving involved, um, a great thing to do is just to put together a cookbook for your family using just family recipes. It's a brilliant idea, and it helps to... Uh, keep those recipes in the family and passed along to the next generation. My mom, actually, I'm going to encourage her to make her own cookbook because she's got one of those old school, like cabinet filing. It's a recipe holder, right? And yeah. She's got them on little, the little cards and it's full. And I'm like, mom, you need to get this organized. And so we can have it when you pass it, when you pass away. Right. And it's a it's a brilliant idea. And it, even if you simply print them out and put them in like plastic sleeves and put them in a binder, yeah. it's still a recipe book. Yeah. And some of them are from her grandmother. 
Well, and see, that, 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 here's the thing. And I keep saying, here's the thing. And I know I do it. And I'm going to work on it. <laughs> number four. <laughs> I, that is number six. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love the fact that recipes get passed down. Yeah. I love the fact that recipes connect generations. And they are things that are really personal and a comfort thing to a lot of people. Yeah. I think when I think of like cookbooks, right? Like they are very personal because you're putting a lot of love into it. And I think it's one of those things that like we're passively working on this cookbook. It's not something that's any pushing anytime soon, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I like this recipe. We're going to save it. And eventually when I move out to Salt Lake City yep. and Jake and I have our own studio, maybe we'll do like a cooking se like session or something like that. Like, like I think of like the TV so shows, I think of like the TV shows that have like in the kitchen today, like Rachel Ray, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we make this like horrible gelatin monstrosity, right? But we both have to try it. But we both have to try it. It could, I think it, it could be like our off-topic off food. Our off-topic food, and we can put that on our YouTube channel because yeah. people are going to want to watch our faces while we do it. Yeah. We got plans for the show. Anyways. We, we got big plans. We got it's big all plans. good. We got big plans. It's, it's slowly evolving. And next season, we're going to be – we're taking a big step next season. Yes. Uh, yes, we are, Jake. But we're not going to announce that yet. We'll announce it in season three. No, we're not. I was like, what are you doing? Don't don't announce it. We're going to sit <laughs> on that one for a minute. So, okay. We've got the layout of the book. We've got the, 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 the feel, the pictures. We've got the, the theme. Got the we've theme. got all of this stuff. Okay. How do you edit a cookbook? Um, the easiest way? Sure. Get an editor that knows how to edit a cookbook. <laughs> and if anybody out there needs an is an editor for a cookbook, please let me know. I've I've had a couple people reach out to me this week, um, looking for an editor for a cookbook, which I find funny. I shouldn't say I find no. it funny. I was like, oh wow, that's interesting. It's um, it's brilliant. I so you know there's please there's a lot of people that want to write these. Yeah, please reach out to the show. You can DM us, um, and we will connect you with those people that have cookbooks that need editing. So please reach out. So, yeah, you have to hire an editor. Now, now does, you don't. Does the editor have to try the recipes? I mean, that's a legit question, right? I feel like that's a legit question. That that is a legit question. Um, they do not. Okay. Um, you know that. Here's the thing: there are very few people that are going to go through and try every single one of your recipes. Okay. That being said, the person that should have tried all of your recipes is you. <laughs> Again, please, no way. please, please try your recipes. <laughs> okay. And when you're trying them, and this is this is just kind of a tip and trick, um, when you are actually making these recipes, make sure you are writing everything down. <laughs> that. That means every single step that you take. Um, temperature. And, 
heating temperature, right. size of the pan, all that, right? All of that, any little bit of spice that you put in, make sure that you are keeping track of everything. Um, and if this is a recipe that you are kind of working with from a different recipe, like let's say you take your great grandma's recipe and you are tweaking it a little bit, yeah. make sure that you are writing down any tips and tricks. Make sure that you are writing down, you know, the little bits and pieces of information that your great grandma has scrawled in the corner of the paper. Yeah. Um, all of those pieces make up a really quality recipe okay. that can be easy for people to follow. Now, and that's really important. Okay. Um, so do you, okay, do you, when you're making this food, is it a good idea to make it for other people as well? When you're like, so like your beta eaters, they're your beta eaters, because say you're beta I, eaters. I would totally <laughs> and completely suggest that you make it for beta eaters. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, I think it's brilliant. It's good. Um, there's, there's, uh, you need to test these recipes and the more people that you can have test them, the better they're going to tell you, this is too spicy. This needs more salt. This needs this or that. Right. Um, now, now keeping in mind, not everyone, everyone has different tastes and such. So they I, do. I would probably thinking about it. So here's the thing with, with a beta reader, you don't want to take every single piece of advice that every single beta reader gives you. Right. But if you're seeing a common theme from your beta readers, like this paragraph doesn't work for me, then you can go ahead and you can say, okay, this paragraph isn't working for four or five people. Right. Therefore, it's probably a good idea to rework it or cut it. It's a red flag. Same goes. Right. It's a red flag. And same <clears throat> could go for your beta eaters because, <laughs> because those people that are trying these recipes are going to have their own opinions. But if you hear a consistent opinion, like there's not enough salt in this recipe, right. it's probably a good indication that you need more salt. Okay. I'll okay. volunteer as tribute. <laughs> oh, you could totally volunteer as tribute to him. <laughs> and if you can come up with a gluten-free green bean casserole, I am all in. Oh, we could totally do that. Totally. I mean, by we, he he means him. I couldn't do that, but okay. No, green green bean casserole, like, the cream of mushroom soup is where you end up getting your gluten. Because right. other than that, you're, you're talking about fried onions and green beans and, and that type of thing. But French and um, fried onions have gluten. Yes, they do. But not all of the brands do. And so, if we can take a recipe and make it gluten-free, we can take that and put it in to a recipe book of gluten-free recipes, and M would be all about it. Right. It would be huge. Now, now, I think you should name it Thanksgiving for Gluten-Free. I love it. Love it. That's a good title. Yeah. Gluten-free um, is, is hard to do. I will say that. To make gluten-free taste really good is hard to do, but there are ways to do it. Yeah. Um, My mom using called me tonight and told me she has made me a red velvet cake that is gluten-free. 
I am so looking forward to that tomorrow to see if it actually yeah, tastes good. Yeah, that sounds incredible. That sounds delicious. I hope it tastes good. I I really hope it does. Um, cakes can be really they hard are. to do they gluten really, free, really especially are. because they are they get really dry. Yeah. Um. So that's just another recipe theme for a cookbook is gluten free. Yeah. Um. There's different ones with you can do with uh, so many people have allergies to stuff now. Right. So thematic recipe books that deal with no eggs or no dairy or again, like M said, gluten free are a really big seller. Yeah. What about measure? Let's talk measurements. Okay. Okay. You need to. <laughs> you need to have common. I'm assuming common measurements, right? Like. Ideally, you're going to have common measurements, and those can be, you know, cups, pints, whatever, whatever measurements are conducive to the audience that you're trying to sell to. Right. Now, for now, cakes especially, which I love to have recipe books that have cake stuff in them, I have a lot of older recipe books that have simple cup measurements um, and teaspoons and tablespoons. Right. Unfortunately, that's not a great way to measure um, because a lot of your ingredients pack differently. Um, and so many of the recipe books now are going for weights in grams. Right. Which is brilliant because you can measure it out and then no matter how packed it is, it works out really well. Yeah, that's where I was leading with that. Like, because we, I think there's a lot of them that I that I've read that it's it's weight now instead of a, a dollop of this, right? It, yeah, it Whatever. makes it makes it so much easier for um, people worldwide to be able to do simple maths um, to to double recipes to half them um, and to really have these recipes be more um universal universal thank you you're welcome I'm, so see i'm good for something once in a while you you're good for a lot of things <laughs> to be great. um i really do love that they are switching so many of the recipe books to to things that are more universal right. so so that's definitely something as an indie cookbook author or chef whatever you want to call it i i think we're both recommending like yes you should probably do weight versus actual measurement yeah and uh you know obviously the more yeah we're just gonna leave it at that, we'll leave yes. it at that. <laughs> okay so we've talked about beginning to end I feel like I feel like we've we've talked about a lot about everything. I'm sure there's a lot more. There's a million things. What's next? There's there's what do we there's do a million more things. So we we kind of touched base on the editing. Um, I want to kind of jump back into that for one more second, and that is the fact that just because it's a cookbook doesn't mean that you shouldn't have beta readers. Ooh ooh okay. So we have our beta eaters, which are testing the recipes, and we have our beta readers that are going to go through and make sure that things are spelled correctly, formats are correct. We want to make sure that things are being written in a way that is clear and concise. 
Right. Um, and then especially if you are doing a more modern take on a cookbook and you're writing it as a story um, and you have these anecdotes and things in there that are, you know, uh, something that the audience can connect with, you want to make sure that those are reading well. Right. And not um, just, you know, a, a poorly thought out uh, plot-wise right. story that's that's kind of stuck into the the manuscript, so to speak. I mean, there's got to be... By story, you don't mean, like, you're actually writing a story with it, but it's, like... Tell a story through food, right? Well, in a lot of ways, like, for instance, like the the one that I referenced before, Cake, that's by Courtney, um, she goes through and she talks about her journey with cake. Oh, okay. She talks about how she started making her first cake for her daughter's birthday and how she did it out of a box. And it was a decent effort and how she's come through the process and what it means to her and her family and how that's kind of brought them closer and that type of thing. So it, it literally is a story. It's, it's more of a memoir where it's, she's, she's letting you catch a glimpse of this part of her life and how cake in this instance has really affected her. I love that. I actually really love that. It's cute. It's, it's a really, really fun way to, bring a whole other aspect to cookbooks yeah i think that's great i would love to have more books like that where it's like this is a portion of my life and this helped me get through it yeah and how i did it cooking did that right because we all say cooking is the heart the kitchen's the heart of the house the home right like that's where so much happens and we kind of take advantage of it we don't even realize it it's like there's a lot that happens there's there's a lot, a lot that happens, that and happens. telling that that story is just another way for people to connect. Yeah, uh, and that's really what what writing is all about, whether that's fiction or nonfiction. Yeah. Um, and speaking of nonfiction, even though they're gearing more towards you know a storytelling format, mm-hmm. they're also still a nonfiction book. Okay. Because of that. If you do decide to go the traditional publishing route, you have to come up with a proposal, which is what you have to do for any nonfiction book. That was my question. That's what I wanted to go to. Like, how do you prep that? Like, how do you query that? Yeah. So I feel like like it's a little bit different than what you, a traditional book. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So fiction and nonfiction are very, very different as far as what you are sending out query wise um with fiction you better have that whole entire book written out completely done fully edited as far as you can do to the best of your ability Mm -hmm. and then you send out a query letter in nonfiction, you have to have an idea and what's called a proposal that you send in that says this is what i'm hoping to do this is what I would like to see from this book. Um, and the the agent or the publisher will purchase the idea even if it has not been completed. Okay. Which is, you know, very, very different than fiction. Yeah. Um, but it's something to really be aware of because 
for a lot of fiction writers who might want to dabble in into cookbooks, it's a big change yeah. to to get that in front of the right eyes in the correct format. So, okay, I have my book ready to go, right? Okay, okay. Do how is there like a specific agent? Are they listed on like Query Tracker? Because I know we talk about Query Tracker all the time. Um, so, so is, absolutely. So they're they're gonna have that listed like they're looking for cookbooks. Yep, there will be there will be, especially on things like manuscript wish list. Okay. Um, there will be the agents on there, and they will they will have it listed. They'll say I'm into nonfiction, especially cookbooks, or this, that, or the other. Um, and they'll they'll kind of specify what they are looking for. Um, it, maybe it, they want it, in cookbook those cookbooks. Thing. They're like they'll be like, I'm looking for cookbooks, but I want like gluten free options. I want yeah, children's yeah. cookbooks. I want blah blah blah. Right. So yeah. Oh. Okay. So the, a lot of them will specify because they have specific things that are going to fit well in their list. Right. Um, in their lineup of of um, authors and and the books that they're representing. Um, some of them might just say cookbooks, and you can kind of pitch them your proposal for for whatever type of cookbook you want. Um, Again, though, it needs to be really well thought out, and it needs to have a lot of heart. Yeah. And specifically, have a theme. Make sure it's narrowed down and something specific. Okay. All right, Jake, I got a question for you. Yes. Um, I'm not going to reach out for help. Okay. Because one of the things that the publisher who's talking to my agent may walk further down the line. Yeah. Is one of my characters cooks a lot and he said it would be kinda cute to have a lupus cookbook if the book takes off. That would be so much fun to have a cookbook specifically for a character. Yeah. Wouldn't that be kinda cool? I think that would be awesome. And it's just another promotional thing like that and would he help said, you know, it could even be as far as putting a cup in the book because he says they sound so tasty. I was like, no, I don't that's even That's brilliant. Cook. I, that's I brilliant. Put, uh, put a couple of the recipes in the back of the book. I don't know. And and here's the thing: there are a lot of fiction books that do that. There are a lot of fiction books that deal with baking or with cooking, um, and they will actually put the recipe it towards the back of the book. And it's it's such a wonderful way to again connect with readers. Um, I think doing an entire cookbook based on uh, a character would be so much fun. I could see, honestly, I feel like I could see Disney doing that with, like, yeah. Mickey's Kitchen Time or something. And it's just all, like, it's Mickey doing, like, a Rachel Ray sort of a, sort of a show. And he has yeah, a different... Yeah, doing a cooking show. And they have, and like, a different... Yeah, I like Mickey Mouse's cookbook when I was young. <laughs> Yeah, and then they have, like, a different Disney character come on, and it's like, this is my favorite recipe on every episode. I think that would be so much fun. You're Cooking is such a beautiful skill to teach you're welcome. children. You're welcome, people. Disney. I just got you into another, like, area that you can conquer. You're welcome. <laughs> you're a dork. Where's my check? Um, <laughs> you're a dork. Um, so, I... There are so many... 
aspects and fun and unique ways to take cookbooks and make it something original, something that really speaks to a specific audience, um, whether that's taking a cookbook from a region or from a culture. Um, obviously, don't appropriate those. Like, let authors I mean, do that who know it. But did they kind of do that already? There's a couple cookbooks out there where they do like a like a like we said themed, right? There's yeah. a Star Wars cookbook. Okay. Where it's all like Star Wars themed food and all right. stuff like that. So I mean, it, they do already kind of do stuff like that. But I don't. I like. I really like the idea. Yeah, I think it's it's be specific and find something that that is going to connect with the readership. Right. That uh, should be named Brandon. What would Spock eat? <laughs> okay, hold on. Spock is Star Trek. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah, mind. Like, sit back down. Like you just insulted two groups at the same oh time. Oh my god! Like, I'm like, oh, we're careful. <laughs> it is. It is all good. But good so, try, Em. You're not science fiction, so that's fine. If you don't do sci-fi, that's my error. Sorry, guys. Don't be sorry. Okay, so Jake. Yes. What should be on the back of your book? Um, the back of your book is basically a blurb of why these recipes are put together and who is going to benefit from them, who should be interested. Okay. Um, I would also say that inside the book, it would be very, very smart to have a table of contents. Yes. And a uh, index in the back. And also a glossary for terms. Okay. Because there's a lot of cooking jargon that is not necessarily accessible to a lot of, you know, everyday people. Yeah. That's a lot. Like I said, earlier I said a dollop, right? Yeah, you said a dollop. I said a, a dollop of daisy, but not, but not everyone's going to know what that is. I And here's the thing. Jake, like, do you I, know what it is? I do know what a dollop is. It's like, a, it's basically a, a heaping spoonful of... Um, of whatever. I mean, whatever. Of, the, of whatever, but most of the time it's... it's uh, Sour cream. Sour cream. Gross. Uh, or some other... Uh, gelatinous blob. Some other gelatinous <laughs> blob of something, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, so dollop um, is, is a little bit more of... Uh, an antiquated term. Yes. And so, like, I went through and redid my husband's grandma's candy recipes. Oh, wow. And she had so many recipes that called for a square of butter. And they don't sell butter in squares anymore, which I, I had to research and look up. And a square is basically two cubes, so it's a cup of butter. Um, and then there's different... They, yeah, they have squares for a lot of different measurements. Yeah. Um, but kind of the standard one that I found. Okay. Um, and so again, making sure that these recipes will kind of withstand the test of time, which is why we suggested using weights yeah. instead of cups and things like that when you're trying to write a cookbook. Make sure that it's more universal, um, and will stand the test of time. Yeah, because and most most um, digital, uh, 
blank, blank when you're weighing. What? What are you saying? I don't know. <laughs> they convert real easily from like ounces to grams and stuff like that. So that's yeah. not most a digital a digital scale. Thank you, Jesus Gods. What's going you on my mind tonight? You are so I, very welcome. I am like. <laughs> I, I wow, Brandon. I, I was gone. I was just like, I don't know what you guys are saying. We, we've had a few of these little bloopers, just so everybody knows, that uh, have happened during the show. And uh, we you love know, Brandon. It's, it's just been a day. <laughs> it, has, it has been a day. And that's okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, one other thing that I do want to mention is that when you are writing a cookbook, um, make sure that you have it. I d- Here's my biggest thing. I hate when cookbooks are not bound in such a way that they will open and stay on the page. Yeah, you need to have them so they open up and can kind of stay open because you're going to be looking at that, right? Ideally, that would be marvelous. And I know for a lot of indie publishing, you can't necessarily choose your binding. Yeah. Um, but if you have the choice and you could put it on like a spiral ring or anything else that would help to keep it open for all the cooks out there and all the bakers out there. It's really appreciated. Yes. I'm sh- yes. I'm sure it is. I don't do enough cooking or baking. I usually just wing it. And my stuff turns That just means mediocre. you're a good cook. That just means it's mediocre at best. Like, uh, whatever. Whatever. I get through. <laughs> you're a dork. <laughs> Jake. Yes. We're out of time. I know. We talk, we've talked about cookbooks for an hour. We've <laughs> talked about cookbooks for an hour. Like, that's awesome. Ton, tons of information in this episode. Um, but we have more episodes coming up before the end of the season. Yeah, we've only got two left. I know. What do we have left, Brandon? Next week, we have our very first interview. We're going to be interviewing an agent. Um, who, it's, who is it, Jake? It is Anne Rose of the Tobias Literary Agency, and she is amazing. And the reason I know she's amazing is because she's my agent. Yay! Way to rub it in. Anyways. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> she's going to come on. She's going to be asking, a, answering a lot of questions um, about what we're, what she's looking for, what it's like. Um, I'm probably going to be asking her a lot of questions about how to get an agent very quickly. Um, <laughs> Brandon, if you don't know, is going to be querying <laughs> soon and trying to get an agent. So, and so this is a big episode. It's a big him. episode. So that's our first one. This is our first one. Hopefully I would like to see if we can try to get her to come back on every season or at least some agent. I think it's a great opportunity for us to understand what agents deal with and what they're looking for and how to catch their attention, right? Yep, and then absolutely. after that, we have our season finale. We're done. Well, we got two episodes We're left done. in the season. Um, it's going to be like our holiday New Year's resolution. Uh, we haven't. We kind of have a theme. It's holiday theme, but nothing specific it's, yet. It's, <laughs> it's an open discussion, like we always do. Please come and join us. Come chat our ears off, and we love having people yeah. just. And, and discuss stuff. Yeah, so maybe we'll just talk about what we're reading. Jake, what are you now, currently reading? Uh, I am currently reading the Dragon Keeper Saga. It's a middle grade book. Um, 
first of the series, and I'm enjoying it so far. I just barely started it today, so. Oh, good for you. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? I just started The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Which is such a good book. Oh, my God. I'm in love with it already. Like, I finished now. reading. What is, I just, I finished reading Don Quixote. Quixote. Um, that one was obnoxiously mm. long. <laughs> so jumping into Lord of the Rings, I was like, "This is easy. It's like half the length." <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, Brandon, if Jake, if people are just getting to know us and they are like, "You only have two episodes left in the second season," no. Well, yeah. What are, what can what can they do? There are, I think we're at like forty episodes. Total yeah. over on podbean.com, and you can yep. listen to us on any major I, I podcast provider. Just don't forget yeah. to give us a like. We've got a range of topics, and we're coming up with new topics all the time. Some of them are a little bit more controversial than others, and then usually we're talking about dino erotica on at some point but brandon uh, oh my gosh i get it we i had to squeeze it in i just had no to. you did not no you did not because brandon, we went... i was about ready to brag on you <laughs> this is we the third it. episode in the row in a row that you have not mentioned a certain subject and could, then you ruined it i ruined you it just ruined it i'm a ruiner what can i say Save that topic for when we do romance and erotica in February. Yes, we'll be talking about romance and erotica in February. So, all right, everyone, please don't forget forget to give us a like and a comment over on Podbean or wherever. Um, like we said, there's a lot of episodes, two seasons worth. So, yeah, we will see everyone next week at 7 p.m. Central Time. And we'll be talking with Anne about what it's like to be an agent. And we'll also have time for questions afterward. Yes. So, so come with all your questions. Yes. Thank you, everyone. If you're traveling this holiday weekend, please be safe. And if you're uh, doing any shopping on Black Friday, please be safer. Right? Those get a little crazy. <laughs> we love you all and appreciate you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Happy Halloween. Or no, happy, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> We'll just we'll just toss everything in together. It's all good. Yes. Thank you. Thanks everyone. <laughs> all right. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.